0: Luke chapter 5, from verse 17 onwards. Now it happened on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and teachers of the Lord sitting by, who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling in the midst before Jesus. Praise be to God. I'm going to stop right here, and we're going to go to verse 17 one more time. But before that, we're going to pray this prayer that we always pray. I want you to pray after me. We will close our eyes. and Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord, I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. God has spoken to us many times from this um, passage uh, in many different ways. Um, You can listen to the recordings of these messages but today God has something different for us to hear what God wants to say and what he wants us to learn that's what we're going to so please keep your minds open don't come with an attitude saying that oh I know this passage already I know the story but say Lord what do you want to say to me that's what I want to hear and so with that attitude uh, wanting to be a doer of the word, we need to be in the presence of God. Now it happened on a certain day, as he was teaching, there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea and Jerusalem. A lot of people were there. And among those people were the Pharisees and teachers of the law also. People from Galilee, Judea and Jerusalem were there. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. It is so important in any uh, service any uh, meeting that the anointing of god has to be there we've heard this many times in our church um, services and life training school anointing equals authority you know it equals the power that comes from god to do that which god wants us to do so if god wants to set somebody free We need to have the authority to set them free. That means somebody is holding someone as hostage. We need to have more power than the one who is holding them as hostage in order to bring them out of that bondage. And so when Jesus Christ was there to minister, a lot of people came from all over. And you see Pharisees, teachers of the law there. God has mentioned this very clearly here with a reason. And so while they were all there, who was also there? God Almighty. The anointing of God. The power of God. The Spirit of God was there. Why was he there? He was there with a very specific purpose. His purpose was to heal. Anytime God heals someone, He is setting them free from the bondage of the enemy. Satan brings diseases. Satan brings addictions. Addictions are bondages. Satan brings oppression. Satan brings possession. Satan brings all kinds of things. And when a person is healed or delivered, they are actually delivered from the hands of the enemy. They're healed from whatever sickness that Satan had placed upon them. So it's a big thing. It's a very big thing. We cannot take any healing for granted. Because the Spirit of God comes there to do something very powerful, that which we cannot do by ourselves with any kind of human power. This is divine power that comes to do the greater works of God. And so the power of God was present there to heal them. So the Spirit of God is coming and he's coming with a specific purpose. He already knows who's going to be there. And he's coming with a purpose to heal the sick, all those who are sick. He said, I'm going to heal all of them. And the power of God is there to heal. And is Jesus in one place and the anointing of God is floating around somewhere? No. The anointing of God is upon Jesus Christ. Jesus said this. He read this from Isaiah. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he has anointed me. And that is the power where Jesus went, the Power of God, the anointing of God went with him. He had it; he carried it upon himself. And where he was, as he spoke a word, as he ministered, what happened? The power of God that was uh, that was in him, within him, upon him, was sent to those who were in need, those who were sick, and those who were possessed, and those who were oppressed, and whatever they were going through. The power of God that was upon Jesus Christ that was present there to heal the people. That power of God was released by Jesus Christ to go and touch the people and to break the bondages. Now, God works in different ways. The power of God can be there to heal. The power of God can be there to raise the dead. The power of God can be there to, you know, um, do all kinds of things. So, very clearly, this day... The power of God was present there to heal, God says. Even though every time Jesus went, the power of God was present to heal. God is specifically, see, every time Jesus did a miracle, the scripture, if it's mentioned everywhere, it's only going to take more space. There are times when God will mention certain things in one place, and we know that this is what happened every time Jesus went. And this is how God works, even to this day. Every time the anointing of God is present, God is there in a significant manner in order to accomplish what heaven had planned for that day. And so the plan of God for the day was to heal those who were there. And so Jesus Christ was there. The power of the Lord was present to heal. That means who was there? Jesus was there. Then behold men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And these people had great faith, great faith. They said, "We're going to take this guy, we're going to place him before Jesus. Once he's before Jesus, he will be healed." All we need to do is just lay him before Jesus." They've been s- seeing him in this condition, paralyzed every day. Every time they went to see him, they saw him paralyzed and paralyzed and paralyzed and paralyzed. All they saw was paralysis. What paralysis can do to a human being? Every time they saw, they saw how powerful this paralysis was. Have you seen that in your life? Have you seen something so stubborn, it's still there. You see that this is very strong. These, this, these people, these friends of this paralyzed man realized one thing. This thing is so powerful. We can't do anything. This paralysis is so powerful. We can't do anything by ourselves. This paralysis is so powerful that there has to be a power that is greater than this paralysis to come And drive the paralysis out. So that this man can be made whole. The most beautiful thing here is. The hope that these men had. In the midst of this impossible situation. In the face of this paralysis. Facing them. They had this hope. They said. We know. This can be driven out. We know that if we will take him to Jesus Christ, if we can only take him to Jesus Christ, if we can only put him there, then he will be made whole. We need to find a way to get there, take him there, get him there. Their faith was really built up. How did their faith get built up? Obviously they've seen and heard, they had the knowledge that Jesus can heal all manner of diseases. No matter how stubborn it may appear to be, no matter how long this man could have had it, and no matter how difficult this healing itself, the thought of itself may appear to be in the minds of those who are there. When someone sees something happening, when someone hears something that has just happened, a testimony of a person has a power to dispel even that which is see right in front of them, which may appear like it is impossible. Testimonies can impart faith. Testimonies can impart hope. Testimonies can actually. Stimulate the faith of somebody. So they can expect their own healing. So they can expect their own miracles. It's so important. To. Shout out. To this world. And shout it out from the. Rooftop. How big our God is. To tell everyone who this Jesus is. And to tell This world, what great things God has done for you and to bring them where Jesus is so that they too can get what you got. So some people in his life, somehow these people, seeing, hearing, a combination of both, drew them Out of this state of unbelief and impossible situation, which was the real situation, humanly speaking, nobody can pull this man out of it. He's been paralyzed for so long. But what they saw and heard convinced them out of what they were seeing daily. You can see something daily. It can look so negative. Someone can come and tell you the truth. Guess what the truth will do? It'll set that person free, provided they believe in the truth. These men believed the truth. The truth was Jesus is more powerful than this paralysis. God is asking you this question today. Do you believe that Jesus is more powerful than your impossible situation? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is more powerful than whatever you may be facing? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is more powerful than whatever is standing in your way and saying that, Hey, I've been here for 23 years. Hey, I've been here for 27 years. Hey, I've been here for 36 years, whatever it is. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is more powerful than whatever force that may be that is standing and staring before you and saying that, Hey, you see how big I am? Hey, you see how strong I am? Hey, you see how long I've been tormenting you? Hey, do you see how I tormented your dad? Do you see how I tormented your mom? Do you see how I tormented your granddad? Do you see how I tormented your grand?" Mom, do you see how tormented your great grand? Do you see all these people in your family having all these things? I'm powerful. When the enemy comes, whether in the form of a sickness, or in the form of a generation curse, or in the form of whatever it may be, and he's sitting there and he's saying, I am God like a there. And he's sitting there and he's saying that I will never leave. Or he's sitting there and he's saying that I'm here to torment you. Or he's sitting there and he's saying that you can never get me out. Try all you want. Pray all you want. Read all you want. Trust all you want. Sing all you want. But you know what? This is how it's going to be. In the face of such a liar, a lying enemy, what are you going to do? Do you know the truth enough? Do you know enough of the truth to counter what you are seeing, to counter the enemy? Who's staring at you and who's saying that. This is how your marriage is going to be. This is how your children going to be. This is how your finances are going to be. This is how your life is going to be. This is how, this is how, this is how, and there's no change. Never was, and never will. And this is how it's going to be. What are you going to do? What are you doing? God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. My God is able to bring down my mountain. My God is able to raise up my valleys. Not only the valleys, but all the dry bones from that valley. This is who our God is. So what you see before you can stand up and may look. Tall and strong. and may say that, hey, for 40 days and 40 nights I screamed and I, and I disgraced the name of your God and I did all these things and look at all the people of the world and how they are talking about you and how they say that, do you really have a God? Do you really have a God? And if so, why are all these things happening to you? Do you really? Do you really? When you hear those words... When you see that sight. Where is your God? Psalmist says so beautifully. The heathen rage. They say, where is their God? Where is their God? They're mocking, where is their God? When a disease stares at you and says, where is your God? Well, I'm here for so long. And I'm so strong. And my name is Cancer. I was here for so long. And you see, I took that person's life. You see, I took this person's life. And you see, I took that person's life. That Galat can stand and say all these things. And you see another demon coming and saying that, hey, no one can move me. Oh, my name is mental illness. Oh, have you seen me before, if you haven't, you will see me now, oh, I have been here for ages, do you see your father has, your mother has, your great mother and grandmother has, and do you see your brother has, and your brother's son has, and your sister's son has, and whoever has, hey, nobody can move me, I'm here, never to depart, standing there, where is your God? Is he really there? If he's really there, what can he do for you? Because I've been here for so long. He's done nothing. He hasn't done anything for you. He's done nothing for you. Who says that? Another demon says that. And another one comes and says, well, look at you. No money, no money, no money, no money, no money all the time. Always in poverty, always in debt. And look at you. I am your boss. I kept you in poverty for so long, I'll continue to keep you in poverty. There's no one like me who can actually push me out of your life. No one. I'm here to make sure you're miserable. When the enemy stares at you, and when the enemy looks at you, and the enemy says, I am stronger than your God. What are you going to say? Do you have enough in here to know that? What a fool he is. I know who my God is. He owns the heavens and the earth. He will provide for me. I know who my God is. He raises the dead. He's the creator of every living creature. He knows every part of my being. He's bigger than you. He's bigger than new disease. He's bigger than new disorder. He's bigger than new generational of Christ. He's bigger than all the demons put together. Do you believe, first of all, that Jesus has the power to heal you of all your illnesses? That's number one. Do you believe that Jesus is the power to restore that which is broken? To bring back that which is lost? Yes, he is able. My God is able. How many of you have that faith? Not here. Not here. Anybody can have it here. Acknowledge is not going to do much. It has to be here. Well, you really have to believe and say that I know it here. That he will do it for me, what he did for his people. Over and over and over again, he will do it for me. He will do it for me because I know who he is. I know his power. His power is unlimited. He's all powerful. He's all sufficient. How many of you can know for sure that this God is bigger than the walls of Jericho, that this God is bigger than the blindness, I see, this God is bigger than the deafness, I see, this God is bigger than the mentalness, I see, this God is bigger than the paralysis, I see, this God is bigger than whatever it may be, the speech disorder, I see, whatever it may be, or the marriage crisis, I see, whatever it may be, is your God bigger, do you know that he is bigger, not here, not here, here, do you know that your God is bigger, not here, But in your spirit, in your heart, do you know that he is bigger? If you know that, that's step number one only. These people knew that, oh, Jesus, the Lord of heaven and earth, this prophet, according to what they thought, this great teacher has the power to heal. Now, we know more than that. He's not just a great teacher. He's not just a prophet. He is the living God. Do you believe that he can alter the course of nature? Do you believe that? Do you believe that he can change the hearts of rulers? Do you believe that he can do all things? Do you believe that? These men believed what they heard. These men believed what they saw and they said, now, we can't keep quiet. You know, there were these lepers who were in Samaria. When Samaria was in famine because the enemy surrounded them, did not let them to go outside or come inside, they were facing a severe famine because Of what they did, God's hand was not with them and it was against them. And as the pressure grew, they began to cry out to God. And according to the word of God that was given by God through prophet Elisha, God fulfilled his word by moving the lepers who were in the leper colony, moving them out of where they were, moving them to where God wanted them to, which was to go to the enemy's camp. And then to discover something. They discovered something. What did they discover? They discovered that this this gold, this silver, this expensive utensils and garments and all these things that are there. They said, let's take it, 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 let's take it. it." They took it as much as they could. And then they saw so much more there. And They said, we can take as much as we can. But if we don't tell our people what we got, you know what the lepers said? We will be held accountable for this. We're blessed with what God has given But if I keep it to myself, and if I don't tell those who are starving there, if I don't tell those who are suffering there, if I don't tell those who are starving for food, and people are killing their own children, if I don't tell them that there is prosperity here, we will be found guilty. Before who? God. And then before the people. you will be held guilty. So what did they do? They went and told the people there is food there there is clothing there there is prosperity everything is there. And first they thought is this real? Could this be? And these people are thinking could this be? Even after hearing the prophecy from Prophet Elisha that's how strong they were in faith very unfortunate isn't it? Many times many believers are like that even after God gives the word. They say more sign Lord. Give me more sign Lord. Give me more sign Lord. When God opens a way. they think, Is it a good thing or a bad thing? They always think negative. Even when God does good things. They always think negative. Because that's how they've trained themselves to be. God says change that pattern. You want to inherit the blessing of God. Break out of that cycle. Of pessimism. Break out of this pessimistic cycle. Because it's not from God. Our God is not a pessimistic God. Our God is full of faith. Pessimism equals unbelief. Unbelief equals pessimism. God is speaking to our hearts today. If you want blessings from God Almighty, it's important to believe the word of God. These lepers didn't even know that, but they were moved by God to bless Samaria. God has blessed you. God has given you healing. God has given you blessings. Because He loves you. Because He cares for you. That's number one. And number two. Because He wants you to become blessing in the lives of all those who are starving out there. He wants you to become blessing in the life of all those who are dying out there without food. Many are out there. Many are out there. They don't know. God has opened the way. And these lepers have been satisfied. They have abundance. We have abundance here. We as God's people have abundance here. God has done so much here. You have received so much here. Physical healing, material blessings. Many, many, many more spiritual healing, spiritual blessings God has blessed you with. Week after week, God is giving so much and you have so much in your hands and you don't know what to do. To to the point that I need more time to meditate. You have so much there. God is asking this question. The same question. God put in the hearts of the lepers. How can I? How can I? How can I? Keep it to myself. How can I not share this with those out there? How can I? How can I? If I. Close my mouth. And if I say hallelujah praise the Lord. I receive everything from God and glory to God. And I have so much. And thank you Lord. I can't love you enough. And you give me so much. And you care about me. And live a me centered Christian life. You will be held responsible for God. You won't be. Left out. But you will be found. Guilty before God. The blessing that you have received. As Jesus told Mary. Mary. You've seen me. You're so happy that you saw me. I'm happy too. That I saw you. But now. You have a work to do. Go tell your brethren. Go tell your brethren. Your brethren. Who are sitting there in unbelief. Your brethren who are despairing. And who are mourning. The death of the risen Lord. Go and tell them. Go and tell them what you saw. This is what the Holy Spirit is speaking today. Go and tell them. that you found your treasure? Go and tell them what you're receiving. Go and tell them what you're eating. Go and tell them the gold that you've discovered. Go and tell them the silver that you've discovered. Go and tell them what God has given to you. And tell them it is there. It is there. Right there. Right now it's at. The dear proper form Church Sundays. Right now, it's on Tuesdays online. Right now, it's on morning calls. Right now, this is where it is. If you do that, you know what you'll do? In doing so, you'll wipe away the tears of many people. Many who are sitting there, who are starving, saying that I have no food. My babies have no food. Many are going through abuse. Many are going through turmoil. Many are tormented. Many are bound. Many are starving. Many are thirsty. When you do that which you should do before God, because God wiped your tears away, and God has put laughter in your mouth, God has given you a song to sing, and you're able to come and sing and worship in the presence of God. He wiped your tears away, and he says, you be my hands. You go wipe the tears of many people. Go. Will you do that? Will you do that? Will you say, yes, Lord, I will do it? The lepers did it. The lepers did it. The lepers, they did it. Will you do it? In this passage, we see these men who heard and saw got the faith in their hearts and said, now it's time for us to go and talk to this man who's paralyzed. My friend, my friend, how much you really love your neighbors? How much you really love your friends? How much you really love your families? How much? How much? A lot of times you feel like, I don't want to hurt their feelings. What do you know about their feelings, first of all? God cares about them. Do you? Do you care about them? God is speaking to your heart today. Many, many, many people's souls are dying on the inside. God wants to make you someone who wipes wipe their tears away. Who wipes their tears away. Who will wipe their tears away. God is speaking in this hour. Don't say, Lord, I don't know, I have no ministry, I have nothing. To do. Don't don't lie. God has given you a job to do. You have a mouth to speak, use it well. Use it wisely. Use it well. Use it fully. God will give more into your hands. Mm-hmm. You have hands, you can type, text, email. Use it wisely. Use it well. Use it fully for the Lord to wipe the tears of many people. Tell them, I found this treasure here. I found this treasure here. I found this wealth here. I have been satisfied. My tears have been wiped away. This is what God has done for me. Now, I want to say this here. as the spirit of the Lord wants me to. There are people who believed. There are people who didn't believe. And that shouldn't determine whether you are going to go and wipe the tears from the faces of many people, from the hearts of many people. Just because some people said, well, I like crying and I want to be crying. I don't want food. I like to make a scene. Well, there are many other people who were there. Well, Jesus never lied when he said the harvest is plenty, the labor is a few. It was his heart's cry. He said, pray that the Lord of the harvest will send laborers. Pray, pray, pray. Be like Isaiah and say, here, my Lord sent me. God is sending you today. God is sending you today to wipe the tears of many people. You know how many years this man who was paralyzed would have been crying? You'd have seen so many people walking. You'd have seen so many people doing whatever they're doing, combing their hair and playing with their kids and talking to people and sitting up. And this man was paralyzed. How many times he would have cried, why am I even alive? These were real friends. People who really cared, who didn't say that, well, I don't want him to feel embarrassed. I don't want others to think that he's paralyzed. I want other people to see and mock him. And and so let him just stay here. There are people like that. I don't want to invite them to church because I don't know if they like church. Maybe they won't come. It's the devil telling you all these things. Try and try and keep trying. Even Jesus said this. The tree wasn't bearing fruit. He said, give me three more years. The gardener said. And it was given. To see if it will bear fruit. in some will. Just because somebody refused ten times, don't say, well, I'm tired of hearing it. And, you know, many people make the gospel about themselves. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. Inviting people to church is not about you. It's about Jesus. God has called you to do something. Just do it. You know, when you enter into your door, into your house, through your apartment. You go through the door and there's a doorknob that is sitting there. Night and day. You can't get in without that. You need to put your keys through it and you need to get in there. And it serves its purpose. Every time you unlock uh, the Door and you go inside. How many times you stand there and kiss that doorknob and say, oh doorknob, without you I can't get inside. Wonderful doorknob and stand there and polish it and say that, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And one day you forget to say it and the doorknob weeps. Man. Today, she didn't say thank you to me. No. No. We need to know our place in the kingdom of God and learn to simply do our job. To be hidden in Jesus is the most important thing. Don't make the gospel about you. Don't make the salvation of souls about you. Don't make inviting the people to the house of God about you. Oh, he said no and she said no, so I feel offended and so I'm not going to call anyone. Wow. Heaven is God's place and God is God, not you. Inviting every single person is the great responsibility God has given into our hands. Go call. If they say no, it's fine. Continue to call. The sower went out to seed and some sun fell on the wayside. Is he sitting there and crying? Oh my God, these seeds fell on the wayside and I can't believe that this wayside is like this and not tilled and no. He's getting his crop. From the good ground. When you invite, you invite and when they refuse, you continue to invite, and if they refuse, it's between them and God, but you pray for them and invite. You continue doing the job of calling the people, telling them, Hey, there's this living water. My tears were wiped away here, your tears can be wiped away too. My curse was taken away here, your curse can be taken away too. There is food here. You can receive food too. Let me tell you. People will come. People will come. People will come. When they see that your story is real. that You're not hyping things up. But your story is really genuine. You really pray and you go and call people. The spirit of God will do the work in the hearts of the people. And people know that this is real. I need to go. There is some kind of a pole. There is some kind of a drawing. It comes from the Holy Spirit. These lepers were used by God. And these friends were used by God in the life of this paralyzed man, in the lepers, in the life of the entire nation of Samaria. God is speaking to our hearts today. Do you want to just sit in one place and be of little to no use to God with the time that God has given? Tell everyone, Come and see, come and see, come and see. Could this be the Messiah? Come and see like the Samaritan woman did. Jesus never even told her, go and tell the village and bring them all to me. No, she ran. That's the heart of a caring person. That's the heart of a person who really genuinely had an encounter with Jesus Christ who said, I cannot keep my mouth shut because my people are dying. How many of you have that in your heart? How many of you have that burden in your heart that my people are dying? Your people are dying. They're really dying. How many of you have that burden? My people are perishing. My neighborhood is perishing. My community is perishing. My relatives are perishing. My friends are perishing. How many of you have that in your heart? God spoke to us about Rahab. How she stood there and she spoke to the spies for her family members. You see Abraham there standing before God and asking for Lot and his family. You can do that. You can do that. Do you care? How much do you care? How much do you care? How much do you really care for those who are dying within your own? How much do you care about those who are dying within your own how much do you care about those who are dying in your own circle with, in amongst your own friends amongst your own family in your own neighborhood people that you know faces that you know people that you see every day God is speaking to our hearts today if I don't tell what I received if I don't tell what good the Lord has done for me and where and invite them so that their tears can be wiped away too. I'll be found guilty before God and before them on that day. God is speaking to our hearts today. Be real. Be real for a change. Have a genuine burden for those who are dying. Not somewhere in Africa. Not somewhere in India. Not somewhere in the Middle East. Not somewhere in some remote part of the world. We need laborers right here. Our own children are dying here. Our own youth are dying here. Our own marriages are being destroyed here. This is far worse than what is out there. Yet we close our eyes and we pretend like everything is fine. Every day, many are dying. Many are committing suicide. Many are overdosing and dying. Right here, right here, right before us, before our eyes, it's happening. And what are we doing? Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Let the earth hear His voice. And where we sing within our four walls, may God have mercy. How can we eat and drink in peace? We know people are going to eternity where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Well, you know that the very face that you see is going to be screaming for the rest of his life or her life. And while you're in the presence of God, happy. Every day. God showed mercy for you. What did Jesus say? You go do the same. You who received mercy, you go do the same. You go do the same. God is speaking to our hearts during this season. The reason, the very reason why Jesus came to the face of the earth is to destroy the works of the devil. Will you be one among his tools to destroy the works of the devil? To destroy sin, sickness, poverty, marriage problems that Satan has caused in the lives of many people. Do you want to be one of those used by God, like how the Samaritan woman was used? Like how the friends of this paralytic man were used? Like how Rahab was used. Like how Abraham was used. In the lives of his own family. It's good to pray. But if we just stop there. It's not going to do much. The lepers could have just sat, sat there and they could have said, Oh, Father in heaven, thank you so much for this food and for this clothing and for this gold and this silver and all these utensils you've given. I have for a lifetime. I thank you so much, Lord. And Lord, send some messenger there. Somebody will go and give them the gospel. There are many people like that. And they have mouths and they have eyes and they have teeth and they have tongue and they have hands and they have feet and they have mind and they have everything. They'll be praying, Lord, send someone. God will say, why can't that someone be you? Mighty constantly praying, send someone. Why can't that be you? I want you to be the one who will be my hands and feet to your own people right here. Not somewhere else. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here, God says. Don't give me rest until I make Jerusalem a praise. Until your own kids. Until your own family. Until your own friends. Until those who are in your own community. Stand up and glorify God. Don't give God rest. He says, don't give me rest. Don't you give him rest. Pray like you never prayed before. And do what you should do. These men went. They went. And they convinced this man. This paralyzed man. Hey. We're going to take you somewhere. And this Jesus. He heals people. And when he heals them. They're not the same. Their whole life changes. You won't be paralyzed. Once you go, they're going to come back walking and you're going to do this, you're going to do that, and you're going to do this, you're going to... They convinced him. And he said, I'm going. Let's go. They all did it with one accord. You know, the sin these days when people try to see how my face can be seen, how my voice can be heard, how everybody can know that I picked up this man and I brought, I was the one who opened the roof. The other way they say, I was the one who's holding this and everybody think, I want to be seen and heard. This is not going to work in God's kingdom. The focus has to be the sick man getting healed. Anytime when you lose focus and you make the gospel and you make the kingdom of God about you, at that point you've lost everything. You've lost focus. It's like a person who has to run the race and he's looking somewhere and going somewhere. I'm running, I'm running. You can be running, but you know what? You're running out of your track and going somewhere else. Ministry is not about you. Church is not about you. It's about Jesus Christ. It's about the one who was crucified for us. It's about the one who became man and who came into this world. It is about those who are dying. It is about those for whom he died for. It is about you laying down your life so that someone else can live. That means you put down your reputation. You put down your pride and the pride is something that God hates. It's a trait of Lucifer. Put down everything that'll stand in the way of someone else getting blessed. Put down everything that stands in the way of you being used by God To wipe the tears of those around you. God is speaking to her today. I'm going to stop right here. As the Holy Spirit wants me to. You can read the rest of this chapter on your own. But for this night. In what way are you going to be a blessing? In what way are you going to be a blessing? You have received the blessings from God. In an abundant way. In this house of God, where God is pouring out his power, where the power of God is present to heal and to do miracle after miracle after miracle. You who have received much from God, what are you going to do with all that you received? What are you going to do? What are you going to do with all that you received? You answer this question before God the question that the Spirit of God has placed before you. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, you, Holy Spirit. You can mend that which is broken. You can mend that which is broken. You can mend that which is broken. Hallelujah. You can straighten that which is crooked. Hallelujah. You can give back what is taken. Hallelujah. You have the power to restore. Thank you for the restorative power of the Lord Jesus Christ that is present in our midst. Thank you for the healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ that is present in our midst. Hallelujah. Thank you for this word that you have given to us, to each one of us who are here. Let this word do its work in the lives of your people. Oh, Holy Spirit, that you will touch your people this hour. each and every single one who is here. May they become a doer of your word. May they become a doer of your word. That which you have spoken at this hour. May your people be diligent stewards of this word that you've entrusted into their hands. Bless them, O God. Thank you for giving me the grace and your strength to be here this night. To give your word to your people. And I thank you, Father. Every time you speak, we're amazed. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. At you, Lord, I'm in wonder of your word. We thank you for this word that you've given to us, your word that proceeded out of your mouth. Oh, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Bless your people. Bless each and every one of them during this Christmas season. We may never lose sight of why you came to this world. During this Christmas season, May they never lose sight of why you came into this world. May this Christmas season, Father, may they have the burden for the lost. People in their own family who are dying. People within their own circle who are perishing. May people truly care about their own Lord, I pray that you will use every single one here as your hands and your feet to go and wipe the tears of many who are truly seeking you, who are truly looking for answers and have not found it. Bless your people, Father. Make each one a great blessing to your kingdom with this blessing and bless them with. Protect them and their families during this holiday season. That each family may keep you as the center of the celebration. That Lord, each family may have a testimony at their dinner table. That no one have any kind of celebration without Jesus as the center of their conversation. And I pray this blessing over your people. I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen.